What up, beautiful people? This is the podcast. It's just called the podcast because we don't got a name for this thing yet. But I am Nate Jackson, and with me is Brittany Free. That's right. Be free is to my right, and we're gonna let her be free. Um, this, this, we're gonna do something different this show. Okay, uh, we're gonna do our stories like we normally do with the trending topics, but then at some point we are going to. We get to call it when we feel like it, when something comes up and we got a little bit of passion behind it. We're going to play what we call the shame game. And the shame game means you get the floor and somebody's going to get roasted or talked about or dealt with the way we feel they need to be dealt with. Okay? Okay. Just think of it like the donkey of the day. But you get to pick it out of the stories. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. So first story we got up for y'all is... Uh, I seen or heard that Tiffany Haddish and Common have officially split up. And I guess it's not really a trending topic as I don't know if their relationship seemed to be popping. <laughs> was it really a trending topic to begin with? I don't, I don't know. It, Wait, it was, so are you saying that you don't like you don't, you don't care because you don't know if it was real in the first place? It. Just, I mean, there was no hashtag Tiff in common or uh, they didn't even get like a couple name. I just don't even know. The The whole relationship seemed awkward to me. It just seemed like, wow, that's random. I think that's just because their names don't go together well like that. Like, Benefer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ben and Jen rhyme, so it makes sense to go Benefer. But what are you going to put? Like, Tiff Mommin? Well, Tifamen? I mean, not necessarily like they didn't get Coffany? a couple name, like, but that's not going to work. Not Coffany. <laughs> I just feel like you, it it didn't make trending topics like Lori Har- Harvey and Michael Jordan. Like that's all you would see Here's the thing. on your timeline yeah, after. Let's just, let's just go ahead. Here's the thing. The reason why uh, Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan aren't. They weren't like massive clickbait. The reason why that stuck out to you is because that's your boo or whatever. That's your hall pass. Is that what that was? I disagree. I think that's the only reason it stuck out to you. No, I. Lori Harvey's in the news more for her dad than she is for herself. I think she's in the news more for who she dates than her dad. Okay, but the reason why it sticks out to you is because of who she dates. But they're both really popular, and I then they Common came together. I think Common and Tiffany were, were popular. They broke the internet when they did that challenge, the silhouette challenge. They did it together. I actually missed that one. See what I'm saying? Like is you, it, you, is you it breaking the internet? Things. Yeah. You click, <laughs> but I bet if Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan did one, you'd have been like, oh, my God, it was so sultry in that little red hallway. Yeah, but they did it. It was dope. It broke the internet. It was all over each other. It was a level of intimacy you don't see from celebrities that aren't already married or in that light in the first place. Like, they got their freak on. I'm intrigued. I do want to look that up later. Okay. Well, I'm not going to make this official, but potentially Tiffany Haddish is my hall pass. Really? Yeah. So, how about that? Huh. I... I, I feel like I've always talked about mine, so everyone knows mine. I post it, like, once a week, but... I'm, I'm working on getting those posts deleted or just, like, less. So... 52 times I would have never guessed Tiffany Haddish, and I think that's a great one. Just not who you would think with the hall pass. I don't know. I'm just trying to pick somebody that I'd be around. 
Oh, that's the reason. Not because <laughs> I want you concerned. She's, you're like dream <laughs> yeah. girl. That's usually nah, what the I hall pass be, is. Nah, it's like this be, person uh-huh. who's like one in a million and never get a chance probably. So that's why they're the hall pass. I mean, I may never not get a chance. Tiffany's dope. You know her. And I've met Michael B. Jordan multiple times. That's not your hall pass, though. I think you're not allowed to pick a hall pass that your partner knows. That- I, I think that's what makes... <laughs> and, and here's the thing. You set your hall pass before, you know what I'm saying, getting before this. So you're like, why should I have to change it just because you have more experiences around these people? Because I have more experiences around these people. You're going to have to pick plumbers. Pick from plumbers. I don't know a lot of plumbers. That's not a hall pass. Like I just said, it's like you're one in a million. You never... Pick a politician. Somebody I'm not in that field with, but I literally have met Michael B. Jordan multiple times. I'm talking just out bowling. Oh, hey, Mike. Working on his warm-up on Hollywood Squares. Oh, hey, Mike. (laughs) That's why it's like that. Issa's a hall pass, too. How about that? I'm not mad at that. How are you not mad at that? They're the same person. I think she's just, who? Tiffany's Ratchet Issa. I don't know. I think I could, I would... I put Issa so? on my list. They're both awkward black girls. Yeah. It's just, I, I could relate to Issa a little bit more. I remember when I met Issa Rae on the red carpet at the BET Awards. Was she beautiful? She actually was. She had this big, long ponytail, just mm-hmm. one solo ponytail that came down and went over her shoulder, and it yeah. was like a braid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I was there writing for Leslie Jones, so I had like crazy access to whatever. And so I was on the carpet, and I was, I was like, Issa, you look magnificent. And she was doing whatever and stopped and turned eye contact and was like, thank you. Like, Issa, 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 Issa. And then she was like, I have to go. And then went off and all the cameras was flashing. I was like, yeah, yeah. All right, I got two questions. I might be able to get those. Okay. (laughs) What's up? Was her skin amazing? I feel like on screen. Yeah, Issa Rae has magnificent skin. I don't know if she's um, repped by Fenty or what, but it is a smooth just a whole bunch of hershey kiss yeah yeah i've always thought that looking um and then what were you wearing on the red carpet because i don't know uh sometimes a tuxedo with a gold uh sequins bow tie oh are you trying to say i don't clean up nice not that you don't clean up Mm. nice but Mm. some of the stuff you be putting together so i'm an awkward black boy (laughs) got it Here's the thing. I don't think you're awkward at all. <laughs> Some of your outfits be awkward. So here's the thing. Back to the original. Well, okay. My outfits be wild because I'm a big guy and shopping for big dudes is a challenge in real life. But let me say this. So Tiffany and Common, they say that they split up because uh, it says on Twitter, it says they were too busy. The schedules had them too busy. Oh, interesting. Right? Which most people be like, oh, yeah, sure. That makes sense. I imagine they're both pretty busy and, you know... Um, if you've ever dated a busy person, it can be strenuous. But here's the thing. Tiffany tweeted, uh, she said she had a dream that she had wings growing out of her back and that she could fly, but she could only fly when she was happy. She says, and when you have dreams like that, y'all know what it means. And that's how they broke up. Was she not? She was flying, so she was happy. She couldn't fly without being happy. So maybe she was on the ground in the dream. Whatever it was, it oh, led shit. to her saying, nah. If you feel like you're with your partner and you can't even spread your wings, that's I mean, that's a problem. Yeah, she's a caged bird. And we know why the caged bird sings. So that's what she wrote. And I just wanted to say that I thought that that was an interesting 
and and since I I actually know Tiffany, I've known Tiffany before she popped and all that. Like she really does. She is in touch with her dreams and almost like an empath or whatever you like people who read dreams and uh-huh. she's big on that. So like she would legit go to sleep, wake up and be like, I can't do this. No, more. I don't find that surprising. I think it's dope. Um, my grandfather had premonitions and um, all five of his kids, my, my dad and his four brothers, uh, they come from a place where most of the siblings don't survive in a family. Like somebody dies from something and they all survived. And they each have different stories of stuff that Papa warned them of or friends that they warned them of. And then they heeded his warning and then like the friends went off and died or whatever. So I respect I respect a good vision. I respect a good premonition. Yeah, you seem to find a sign in everything. So, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. A sign's a sign. Yeah. I had an ex where um, uh, every time we spent time together or we were around each other, nothing good happened. As soon as we weren't around each other, opportunities would happen or like, and mm-hmm. when we broke up, I booked two national television appearances, like right off the breakup. I'm like, God is Hansel and Gretling me away from this woman. One little treat at a time. So nothing was a, co- a coincidence at to all. You. There's no such thing as coincidence. I think it takes a very strong and in tune person to see things like that as well because you could just be like oh you know what that was just a weird dream or crazy how i'm getting all these opportunities but for somebody to see that and know what to remove from their lives that's right but it's it's different right like so when you have a premonition like it is it feels real like the whole thing is real like you could be awake uh, there's nothing in this dream that is like dream state type stuff. Like, it's not like you were just, I felt like I was walking down the street and then a dragon landed and started talking to me. That's not a premonition. That is, that's your brain being all creative or whatever in it. And sometimes those type of dreams can reflect your concerns and things you're worried about in real life, right? Like, yes. Um, Insecurities. Whatever it is. Yes. Like, say your partner is out late and doesn't communicate. That night you dream you know, infidelity or, um, say your landlord has been tripping. And then that night you dream, uh, robbing a bank and like whatever, but (laughs) it's led by your personal experience. Like premonitions, it's, it's almost like you're just watching it. You're a voyeur of it. Like it's just happening and it feels so real. Like it may be a, a, a relative that has passed on and, but there they are in the flesh in front of you talking like they haven't died and giving you a message and like it's very particular the way it is the um what i did what my dad tells me is that when he has these his premonitions my dad has them too when he has his premonitions whichever child it's about it's usually the opposite gender that he needs to talk to does that make sense so if he had a dream about you it'd really be one of your sisters is that what you're saying yes okay he had a dream that um what was the last one? He had a dream that one of my sisters was at a comedy club and somebody came in to the comedy club and shot her. I think I remember you telling me this. Mm-hmm. And so then he told me, like, you need to heighten up your security. You need to this. You need to, you know, be careful. Make sure there's no double entries and all that. I was like, well, we already are wanting 100% of the people and, and doing all that. But I'll definitely be mindful of it. Yes. But he said it was, More a, aware. It was a scorned man, I guess. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what women would want to take me out, but I feel it. So So in every aspect of the dream, it would be the opposite gender, not just 
the main person who it's about. But well, it, I mean, I'm just making it applicable, right? So let's say he dreamed that one of my sisters got shot, which he did, right? So if that means he needs to be concerned about me and a scorned man came up and that's who did it, mm-hmm. ain't no scorned man, like, like not romantically scorned. That's not even going to be a thing. Does it necessarily mean it's romantic? It did for the dream for him. But okay. to, the way I receive it is, all right, high alert, all everything. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, it's your job to lower the accessibility people have to you. It's your job to make sure security is tight. It's your job, you know, because he said the person just walked in and it was some type of secret. It was some type, of, it wasn't like a pistol. It was like a, he said it was a long rod and they pulled the long white rod out and they did something to the end and a, and a thing fired out of it, a single shot. Now, I don't even know what that is. But maybe somebody just has the, maybe they have a way to just shoot only the barrel of the gun without Or what are those things called when you like blow it and it's like, like the yeah. tranquilizer? Well, I don't have beef with any Africans, so I think I'll be good. <laughs> so anyway, Tiffany Haddish and Common Split. So, you know, my hall pass is single and um, we'll see what happens. What's up with Common and all, I mean, this dude has dated everybody, huh? Like he's getting pretty common. That, No. You don't want to go with that? No. Next story. <laughs> Dave Chappelle has told his critics to put his money, put their money where their mouth is. So they're basically giving him, uh, they're they're honoring him by naming a, a school or a, a part of a school after him. A building or something. Yeah, yeah like just like the Dave Chappelle Theater or something. And so uh, they've had critics coming forward saying, no, why would you do that? And, you know, after following the, the special on Netflix. And Dave said, listen, man. We're going to raise money to get this thing done. We need the theater. The students need this. The kids need this. If the critics put more money up than the people who want to build this in my name, then we'll build it and don't, don't name it after me. Right. It's about the kids. Mm-hmm. Put your money where your mouth is. Is For, this blind hate? Or are you going to write a check? From my understanding, he's been uh, – Sending money and supporting them for a while now. So it's kind of like a slap in the face. Like, I was good enough to accept money from all these donations. And now there's a just a couple kids. Not everyone's in outrage. Just a couple kids are uncomfortable mm. with it being named after him. And now they're fighting to have him not be represented there. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I, I completely agree with what he's saying. But have they seen the special? Because that seems to be Dave's whole thing. He's like, I'm, I'm down to talk to, learn from, and gain experience from anyone who wants to talk about what I said. But if you have not watched it from beginning to end, then we can't sit down. Because people are taking what he said out of context. Have you seen the special? I have not. And that's why I haven't felt comfortable forming an opinion on the special or if what he said was right or wrong. But I have seen stories from both ends that people felt offended Mostly people that haven't seen it, just seeing other people are really? uh, just trying to stand in alliance with people that are offended. But then people that have seen it, like, that's not what he was saying at all. So mm. it's frustrating. Are you going to watch it? I don't plan to. Why not? I, I, with me, when things are too hype, I'm just not interested. Just like with, what was it called? Lion King? No, not Lion King. Tiger, Tiger King. King? Right. <laughs> I definitely watched Lion King, <laughs> but Tiger King, like I was you like, didn't nah. see Tiger King? no, Oh, you should have watched it. I just saw a post by, uh, I think Lance Woods where he was like, there's a season two of it that just dropped. Mm-hmm. And he was like, the fact that I even watched the first one shows that I had nothing to do during the lockdown. See, I found something to do. 
<laughs> I don't have else. much time on my You should have watched that, man. That, that dude was wild as hell. But um, that's interesting. I haven't seen Dave Chappelle's special in full, even though I have intended to, on multiple occasions, sit down and do it. But something keeps coming up and pulling me away from it. Like, I did something I need to just do. Like, I had something else I physically need to go do. It's a to-do list item pulled me from, like, watching it in full. I intend to. Um, but it's definitely not because of the critics or because of what other people are saying, whether comics are saying, you got to see it or, yo, don't watch that. Like, I watch things and, uh, and, and experience things for myself. Yes. You know what I mean? We should watch it together. We we can. You know, I think another thing is that I watched a previous one. Didn't he drop like three in a row at one point? Yeah, like five. Okay. And I watched one and it wasn't. Mm. I didn't get it. It didn't get you. No. It was a chuckle here and there. I was like, I'm cool. So I wasn't like. That's been a thing for me. To be honest with you, is that a lot of a lot of what he's doing, he's tackling so many heavy topics um, that some I don't sometimes I'm I'm not seeing the hilarity that when I sit down to watch a comedy special that I'm watching it for. Like I want to laugh three four times a minute. Right. You know what I'm saying like I want to be rolling, and um, these are feeling like TED talks. Well, yeah, he's using this platform to say something that has been that's not being said enough, yes. which is which is noble. But I think that, you know, we should call it like it should be conversations with Dave. OK, or something. yeah. But when I sit down to watch a stand up comedy special, I want to laugh. Yes. And then like and, and you can do both. You can do both. You can mm-hmm. be mentally stimulating. You can tackle some major issues. You can, you can, uh, you know, you can be a philosopher and point out things to us that we have been overlooking and do it your way and with your lens and perspective. At the same time as being hysterical, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it feels like uh, it feels like he like he had to put out specials regardless of um, how trying the times were or how he. You know what I mean? Because yes, there was nothing funny about. Uh, the nine-minute thing that he put out on Netflix where he's talking about George Floyd. That's, that was some heavy stuff. And then, um, but anyway, I think I may be saying too much for someone who hasn't seen the special. I think, But I'm talking about the ones I saw before. Like, I want to just, I just want to laugh. Right. I, I don't think you formed an opinion for that reason, so I don't think you're saying too much. Word. But um, kind of on that same serious note, uh, Ari Lennox, are you familiar with her? No. She's a phenomenal singer. Oh, really? Uh, she, I believe she's with Dreamville. Okay. Um, That's J. Cole's label? Yes. Okay. And so she was in Amsterdam and was detained for disorderly conduct after becoming incredibly upset for being racially profiled. And what nationality is she? She's black. Blackly oh, really? black, black. The blackest of the black. Okay. And she owns it. She And she actually has dealt with like a lot of... Like Issa Rae black or darker than Issa? Um, I'd say she's Issa Rae black, but you know, she has all those prominent features, you know, the natural hair, big nose, like she is she the definition jawline. of black. She's beautiful. Okay. Um, now she doesn't really explain like, and I don't think she's had a chance cause I does believe. She, is she ugly? What, what does she look like? Is she threatening looking? <laughs> this is, this is Eric's hall pass. Eric. Okay. <laughs> um, so she, I haven't gotten any information on what exactly happened for her to have felt racially profiled. I don't know if that matters because if you feel like you, we can't deny how you feel about anything. 
Um, but no, I'm not relating the two things. I'm just curious as to what she looks like. It's not like I'm gonna see her face and be like, oh yeah, you gotta profile her. Like that's not that's not what I'm getting at. Just scary because like, dang, you can't even. Uh, and it was with, I believe, a flight attendant or. Damn, she got resting attitude face though. Oh, I I like that name that you've given it. Bitch, she ain't no bitch. <laughs> She got some pretty feet, nice legs, though. Okay. Yeah. I hate that you zoom in on the feet yeah. every time. <laughs> yeah. When she lock her, just for the fellas listening, Ari Lennox got nice legs. When she lock her legs back, the knee meat darken up on the meat, on the knee meat. That's a thing? Good, she got the good knee meat, just so you know. I'm not trying to make that a thing because people might listen and be like, who cares about the knee meat? I think it's just frustrating that uh, no, she's gorgeous, man. black people I don't know. can't so, travel. So she traveled to... Amsterdam was yes. racially profiled, but what were the consequences of that? Of her being racially profiled? Yeah. Well, she became upset, and they said that she was drunk and aggressive and arrested her, detained her for her disorderly conduct. Damn. Was she drunk? I, I There's not a lot of information on whether or not she was actually drunk, but she was upset. So is it safe to assume that she was none of those things? They were wrong. They put that on her and she just got persecuted in an airport? For being an angry black woman. Mm. Well, then fuck Amsterdam. Have you ever been racially profiled? Um, of course. What do you mean? Yeah, I've been followed by cops. I've been told by teachers that I need to leave the classroom for reasons that nobody else could understand. I've been, yeah, I've had the full black experience. I've been called a nigga. I've been yelled at and called a nigga from 10 stories above me in college and spent the next 20 minutes trying to figure out which room that motherfucker came from. So, yeah, I've, I've been racially profiled. We, we kind of all have. That's the social conditioning here. Um, what, what I was trying to get at was uh, what I'm thinking and, like, my angle on this is, like, what did happen? Like, what's the real shit? Like, we got her story. What is Amsterdam? What are they going off of? Because when when you're traveling abroad, no matter your color, no matter your race, creed, and all that, you need to be on your P's and Q's. You, like, you have to be on your shit because different places got different rules. You know what I'm saying? But Amsterdam is one of the places where the rules are seem to look a lot more lackadaisical. You would think they'd be yeah, a little like bit more the chill. Yeah, they're the first international place to just be like, weed's legal, prostitution's legal, drugs are legal. Come on down and kick. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, uh, and I've been to Amsterdam. Not the city itself, but I've on my international travels. I've had I've had multiple, I've, four times I've had layovers in Amsterdam for between five and eight hours, where you're just in the airport, this giant airport rolling all around. It has it, and it's different than like here, where like you can you can have a layover in the DC airport, and you're definitely not getting the DC experience. In the right. airport. Mm -hmm. But Amsterdam and a lot of the international places like that, like you feel the culture of that country in the airport. It's a massive airport. The stores are all, everything is Amsterdam. You know what I'm saying? And they're proud with their colors. Everything is red and white all over the place. And so I've, I've, I can't say, although I could experience the city of, the, the city of, uh, of Amsterdam and, and gotten out and all that, but you feel, you feel it. Like, for instance, I've been to, Qatar too, Qatar, right? The Middle East. Mm -hmm. You feel how tight it is. You feel the tension. Like you see the armed guards at every terminal entrance. You see, like you're like, okay, don't fuck around here. Amazon, uh, Amsterdam, like there's like hippies just chilling, sitting all over. So it feels pretty loose. 
I wonder what happened. Are you, and I want to know, is this a question from a place of like, I just want the rest of the information or is it to, to determine if she was justified for reacting the way that she did? Both. I want, I want to cast my own judgment over the whole situation. She's black as fuck, and I want to be able to say that this... No, I'm just playing. I just want to know what happened, man. What do you mean? I'm just inquisitive. I want to know what happened to the okay. rest of the story. I'm just making I don't sure. care who you are or what you look like. It's just like, okay, now you, you're in another country, and uh, some shit popped off. Well, what's the whole story? That's all mm. I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. You thought I was going to be like... <laughs> you roll with me like, oh, damn, he's about to really go there. I was just curious. Okay. Jesse Smollett. But, okay, so Jesse Smollett. What about him? So the trial just started, mm-hmm. and this has been like a three-year process. I didn't realize, but kind of, yeah, I guess I would say it has been about that long. Um, this is probably the last time I watched Empire. My whole point on this is why has it taken so long? And I don't know why it's still being drug out, honestly. Regardless, I don't know if you've kept up with the case. Um, I'm not sold on the side. I don't know if he, in fact, lied about his attack or not. Really? Yeah, I'm not sold. You're not sold on it being... A lie. So you I think he see... just told like the whole truth and two Africans really came up to him in the middle of this Chicago hawk, in the middle of freezing cold and all that ensued? I don't know how I feel about it Um, because, you know, they say he paid them Mm -hmm. by check. Mm -hmm. Why would he write a check Mm -hmm. for a hit pretty much when they paid cash for all their supplies? Mm. And he would have just paid them for cash. Like he wouldn't you think that somebody would be smart enough to not leave a paper trail if you're doing something wrong? People fuck up every day, B. Okay. They fuck up every single day. There was also witnesses that confirmed Jesse's description of this pale man um, who attacked him to have seen somebody, a white man with reddish brown hair, uh, in the area mm-hmm. at the time of the attack with what looked to be a rope hanging from his jacket. Really? Matching the description of the noose that was on his neck that he was... Wow. So, but then did the, Jesse pay him too? <laughs> There's maybe he paid that guy so much cash that all he had left was a check, and he had to give a check to the other guys. A post dated check. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to. All I want to know really is uh, because this shit is so long ago. I'm like, how has this not already been figured out? Like, isn't he out? Well, didn't he post bail and he's just been free for three years? Like, this seems like a personal so, nightmare that we're not watching unfold like he hasn't been able to work mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to do shit he's, had he's got legal fees for three years and the stigma that he made it all up he's basically been canceled yes even you asked like why are you i think i sent you a- i thought that he was i thought he was in jail i thought that this already played out i mm-hmm. thought that they figured out what was what and jesse I thought this was already done because in the court of public approval, we're like, oh, he lied. It's a rap. It's <laughs> we already done. Made this yeah. Like you're not about to see Jesse on another thing. And I was cool off of him for singing during a rap battle. But that's that's me. What the hell? Yeah. There was a rap battle on the show and Jesse just started singing. On, on Empire? On the show. Yeah. I, I was don't. like, why would they even green light that? 
Like the guy's like, I bomb like Socrates, hip like Socrates. And he was like, you think that it's because that I'm gead? <laughs> I was like, what? I can't say anything. I, I really like that show. <laughs> well, I can't do it. So right now they're trying to figure out what it, why it's still being drug out is because um, the police or the, the city, they want their money back from the investigation. They're like, they're being petty. Like, you need to pay us back for in time Who or money. Who wants money back? Uh, the police or the courts for all the money they spent on this investigation. Oh, no, man. If it, happened in, if it happened in your city, then your city's taxpayers got to pay for it. So right now he is, uh, they have him for 16 counts of disorderly conduct. Mm. Um, and if he's found guilty, it's a class four felony. And he'll do three years prison. But most likely. All this time counts. But he hasn't been in jail. Yeah, but that's, he so would that have been in jail if he couldn't post bail. That would have been so this is time all served. times. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be like Jesse, you go to jail for three years, and they're saying realistically he would only do one year probation and community service, which he has done his community service and paid fees already. But there, for every time that he allegedly lied to them, mm -hmm. is a count of disorderly conduct. Because mm. it was perjury. I didn't get that far into it, but it's, it's, it's really frustrating. Like they're keeping track of every time he lied, either like in the media or speaking to the police. I didn't know Jesse Smollett had this much resources. Like he must have a serious team that he can fight for three years straight with attorneys that have been paid for. Like it's obviously expensive when the city of Chicago wants to be reimbursed. Jesse's like, nah, you're going to pay for all these legal fees, yours, mine, all of that. He is he is innocent. Don't you think that he is saying that he's innocent? Don't you think if you believe that you were truly innocent that it would be worth fighting for? Absolutely. I would also fight that hard if I wanted the perception to be that I'm innocent so that I don't lose my entire career. Like at this point, he's leveraging what he could make with what he has made and it's worth it. It's still a decent gamble. Well, this is where I want to... Uh Pull a shame game card. Oh, it's time for the shame game. Shame. 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 You're about to shame Jesse Smollett? No, this is something kind of related to the same situation. You have the floor. Okay. So there is a an author. Her name is... Alice Sebold, she has written a couple books, one of which was a memoir called Lucky. And then she went on to write The Lovely Bones, which turned into a movie. Um, and the memoir is in the process of being pulled for production to be made into a movie. And in there she accounts an assault where she was raped. And uh, there was a man that was actually accused and convicted, went to jail for 16 years uh, who was found innocent 20 years after and is just now being overturned. But it's, it's frustrating how it, it came to be that he was convicted. She was just walking down the street after her attack and speaking with police and seeing a man who she thought resembled her attacker. Went to the police and told them about it, which, fine, I get it. Like, you think this might be a, a lead. The police pulled in five men. They did the, uh, what is it called when they have you do the, the pick out? Back the line up. Yes. <laughs> and um, she actually, this uh, Anthony Broadwater, 
was actually uh, number four. She said, I think it was number five. They're like, nah, it was actually number four. But that's okay. Thank you for your help. And he was convicted after that. So he lost his life. And she did nothing to to help or like to fight for it. She went on to be a best-selling author. She has a movie. It wasn't until production came and was like, you know what? This isn't adding up. Your memoir, the court documents, they hired their own private investigator. And, you know, the whole time that Anthony was in jail, he maintained his innocence. I'm, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. Nobody believed him. And they didn't put any effort into uh, trying to prove his innocence. They just found him guilty. So I, I, you know, I see where Jesse feels like he has to fight for himself because the court, the police aren't going to do it. Now they're coming after him to pay for their investigation that they're trying so hard to prove him guilty for making up a lie where they kind of have put this same effort. Not that it's the same courts, but it's like it's kind of fucked up. Like they put no effort into proving Anthony's innocence. They just found him guilty. All right. So next story. Tiana Taylor body gave out. That's literally the headline. Her body gives out. And um, yeah, for 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 uh, just to be a little more specific. So it says Tiana Taylor's body gives out. She's hospitalized and she cancels her show. Uh, she took a picture in a hospital bed and posted that. She's uh, giving a peace sign to the camera, and she's out in Connecticut saying she apologized. She had to cancel at the last minute, and she promises to make good at some point in the future. It's still unclear what happened, but Tiana had a rough couple of months. Back in August, she discovered lumps in her breast and underwent an emergency surgery. I did not know about that, but it says, fortunately, the doctors gave her an all clear. As for the latest scare, she said, my body simply just gave out, which actually started a few days ago. Shut down. My body actually low-key betrayed me because the bitch was trying to get on that stage. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she says you need to listen to your body. And this is this is a message she put out. You need to honestly you need to listen to your body and you need to know when to sit your ass down. And uh, it will definitely sit you down. She says she's in the ER and um, she since she has since gotten the proper fluids and nutrients put back into her body uh, all night and all morning. And she'll take the next few days off to continue to recover. And then they post a really nice video where uh, it's from November 9th where she stopped her concert and was making sure that uh, people in the crowd were safe and making sure they were cognitive and getting them out of the most packed spots of the show. Was it as crazy as Astro World? No, but she did her due diligence as an artist. I think that's ironic. She was checking on people in her crowd and not herself. Like, how do you get to that point where your body is so exhausted that? It's literally having to scream at you like, bitch, take a seat. Mm -hmm. We can't do this. And she's favorite word alert. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if you know, this is her farewell tour. Mm -hmm. So that means this isn't her first one. It's not her first rodeo. I seen her when she came out to Seattle. She was amazing. And she was amazing. Yeah. I, she did. She put in a great show. Um, I just got into her at that point, so I didn't know a lot of the music that she had from before, but like that recent album drop, uh, you know, singing every word, dancing with her. Um, she's an amazing performer. I would feel like because you're a vet and you're at the point where you're doing this farewell, you're retiring, don't you know to maybe space out your shows if you need a little bit more time or rest or to stay up on top of it. You've traveled. Is it, is it hard to kind of shame game? 
Shame. Let me cast some real shame, okay? Put your little hands over your heads or whatever to get the shame shady feeling, but this is how I feel. I feel like it is the responsibility of her team to make sure that her schedule is not such that she burns herself out. And it shows greed, it shows selfishness, and it shows, uh, it shows inconsideration. Let's just say that's a word it might be. For the fact that she is human and not just your cash cow that you can send all over the place. Tiana lives in L.A. This is all the way in Connecticut, which means there was cross-country flights, which means that there's a packed schedule. There's press. There's radio. There's hair, nails, makeup. There's practicing for the show. There's getting the dancers ready. There's hiring a band that's over on that coast. There's all of that that goes into play for that one date. On top of all the TV stuff she's doing, on top of still needing or wanting to do and record music, and that's the stuff I know about. She's a mother. She's in a relationship. She's, she's doing a lot. And when your team schedules you that much, they literally burn you out. It's our job as an artist to say yes, yeah, yeah. It's like the football player that just got a concussion that's like, coach, don't take me out. Like, we want to. We love to perform. We love to do this thing. She's in a hospital bed chunking up the dudes talking about, I'm going to make it up. No, baby girl, you need to sit down. It was already a farewell to Lumps? We got lumps? Four months ago, there was lumps in your breast and you underwent emergency surgery, which means you healed up what the body takes a month and a half to heal up. So three and a half, two and a half months ago, you just healed up from a lump in the breast surgery where doctors gave the all clear. And now you're past. I'm concerned. And whatever was happening was already she felt personally like this is the last time I need to be touring. And she's a younger artist. She's not, you know, if Shaka Khan is still doing verses like, you know, what I'm saying. We got a young artist who seems young, vigorous, and seems healthy out here passing out. And it really comes down to who's in charge of her schedule, who's in charge of her appearances, who's in charge of saying where she goes and when. And if it is Tiana, then Tiana, some of the shame is on you. You need to slow down. And you shouldn't have to pass out to find out you're doing too much. You should understand your bandwidth and know how much you can take. You got to understand your bandwidth. Sometimes it's the closest people to you that are the ones that put that into perspective. Like, hey, you need to lay down and take a nap because we don't know. Our whole mission is to make the world better by giving our gift. And people get caught up in that and they burn themselves out. In sports, guys do it all the time. And they don't even play every day. They don't play every day. Baseball players, they play and they get a break and it's one of the slowest games. Like, they have the highest chance of burnout, but... It's not the same. Something like a football where you're playing once a week, you got bye weeks. When does Tiana get a bye week? When does she get to chill? I'm talking TV appearances, movies. She's had a huge last few years. The type of thing that blows somebody up into mega stardom and then goes on the road to Connecticut and body gives out. Doesn't even know why or what happened. Shame on whoever is running her calendar. Get your shit together before we lose a phenomenal talent. It's too quiet after I finish, but that's how you do the shame game. Can I add? No. Okay. That's the whole point. Okay. I mean, I just want to like, it's it's funny. Free. Well, let's just stop because what I know in my experience with black women in conversation, 
is that when it starts, it's funny how dot, 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 <laughs> it's not going to go good. I can already tell, like, you're about to turn that into pointing at me. Go for it. You want to be, you want to, you want to point, point. I, well, not funny, but it is ironic that that is your shame because you are definitely Tiana Taylor in the situation. You, you don't know how to give up either or say when. You will go, 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 go. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. So you should know of all people that it's not as easy as the team or somebody close saying, chill, take a seat, because maybe they are. Because we are saying that, but you don't know how to take no for an answer. That's not true. Because what you don't know or see is when I let my agency or my management know, like, we need to slow down on some auditions this week. Like, my plate is full. Like, they're at bandwidth-wise, I'm already tired. I'm exhausted from what I'm doing. And I, already, I see three days in my calendar in a row that require me to basically get up at 9 and not go to bed until 4 in the morning each day. Don't send an audition right now. That's going to take me two or three hours to print out, break down, research get into character for and then I have to find a reader and all like that that's a whole like and everything has to stop for the auditions and the further opportunities because I'm not at the point of my career where they just go hey Nate you got the part no audition required we love you we'll see you on set like that's not where I'm at I have to grind so when you have your person grinding on all cylinders as representation as management you have to be in tune with your clients enough to say well like what how are you feeling where are you at there's a reason when you look at major stars tour schedules the dates be two three days apart you look at a young person who's go 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 and they're like literally you'll see arlington dallas chicago philadelphia and that is four days in a row back to back to back to back like they're leaving every city at four o'clock in the morning on a flight getting to the next you just start pacing your stuff out dc curry is a great example don dc curry comedian uncle ale roy what Uncle Elroy does, oh, he goes out four months out of the year. The rest of the time, he doesn't go. He's like, I'm, I rest up. I prepare myself to get out and go and all that. Like, what, sh- Tell me your dates. She has uh, November 5th, 8th, from Los Angeles to Dallas in the 11th, 12th, from Houston to Chicago, then three days later. So I'm sure the traveling, I mean, these are very close just, together. You, Hell yeah, this is close together. So she's at the point in her career, like I said before, where she's it's on not a farewell. All over the place. She is very involved. She has her own production company. She's at that point where she can look at the schedule and say, hey, we need to space this out. Nah, because you have to understand, like a lot of this stuff is based on the venues that are available, and every artist in the world is trying to get booked on their tours. You gotta take what you can get right now. These venues have been closed for a year, a year and a half, and a lot of these markets not even open. She has some in Texas, which has been open, but when you start getting into uh, Nantucket and, and you know what I'm saying, like it's tough. She's going into Canada. Canada just opened borders. Right. So understand that when a place has been closed that long, all the talent hasn't been going anywhere and they need somewhere to go. All the venues need to open, and they can have literally major concerts every single weekend for the next three years straight just because they didn't have a year of what would have been their normal schedule. Well, I wonder She's, what the rush was for a farewell tour. Money. Girl, I mean. I'm a boy. Well, I'm not for you, but I'm like, girl to Tiana, like, girl, you're doing so much. She's been producing and doing people's videos. 
they have a TV show on VH1 mm-hmm. or WeTV or one yeah, of them. We don't, we don't know what her we don't know what her expenses are. We don't know what she's bought. We don't know what her tastes are. We don't know what Iman pays for. We don't know what she pays for. We don't know what they bought for their baby. We don't know what networks are paying for to show. She could be literally footing the bill for everything in that show to show how luxurious her stuff is. It's not uncommon for artists to take a deal with a network and then put up their own money to help their own. Like mm-hmm. uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, oh boy, spent more money than they paid him. Uh, the weekend. The weekend spent right. more money to make sure the Super Bowl was incredible for his career and the launch. I mean, he spent months faking plastic surgeries and all kind of stuff in anticipation for the Super Bowl. Like an yes. artist that is really invested is going to do that. All I'm saying is, it actually doesn't. Her schedule doesn't look that crazy in regards to what areas of the country. Like she's going to Texas, then the Midwest, then like it's all in order. But this is still demanding. You know what I'm saying? She's not just getting up there like your average rapper and just going from one side of the stage to the other and just walking around. Like her sets are they're go, go, go. She's a dancer. Well, she has shows for almost there's there's uh, between sure thirteen and fourteen shows in just the month of November, and the first one doesn't start until November fifth. So between November fifth and November thirtieth, there's thirteen or fourteen shows. That means every other day, virtually, she's doing a show, and so that can be demanding, especially when you got to get to the new city and get ready and get set up. So that's why I say that. But you know, that's what people don't see on the other side of it. And 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 I'm saying that you're you're saying that from your perspective of seeing me go go go. I'm saying it as well. Like I'm not even on like that. Yeah, I'm on Young Rock. It's it's a it's a it's a, a a really nice role, but it's not a regular. You know, like the rest of the cast has been in Australia now for the last two and a half months, full throttle doing it. You know what I mean? And I've been here because I have less episodes than I had the first season. Not because of me, but because JYD wasn't in the Rock's life as much as some of the other characters were, and so. There's that, then you know you see the day trips where I'm like I gotta run down or I gotta come back. I got like it's not like I'm just running to Tumwater. I'm running to Los Angeles. You know what I'm saying? So you see it, but I'm not even on. Imagine the schedule of a Tiffany Haddish who is like I'm too busy for my relationship. Oh no, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because you have a lot going on. Being a business owner, you haven't really like fully established a team in there, so you're kind of doing a lot with your business that could and should be delegated to other people. So that's very involved as well on top of your career and doing your auditions and your shows that you're on the road for. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. You are go, go, go. Okay. And and with me being go, 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 like if I just, let's say I embrace that and I give you no pushback on that. I'm telling you from, from where I'm at with less irons on the fire than a Tiana Taylor and her burning out, I already be feeling it like, Hey, Zach, a little bit less this week would be a good look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is happening over here. You need to be made aware. So you have to communicate. And then your team needs to be, uh, they need to get it. Because what an agent or a manager is going to do is they're going to, they're going to busy you as busy as they can busy you. Period. They're going to busy you as busy as they can busy you because it makes more money the busier you are. Completely. You know what I'm saying? And we see this, we see, if you look closely at artists, you see it. It more off, like it happens more often than I would like to see. Like for instance, Nick Cannon has lupus, fights it, and is an active, active fight against lupus. And when he has his flare-ups and everything has to shut down, is generally in direct correlation with how busy he was at the time. Yes. So they know, okay, he can do four nationally syndicated shows at once, but five is too much. 
And how do you figure that out without putting so much on his plate that he got to back up from it? Because he's going to get up every day at 7 and work out no matter what. Mm. Okay. So you don't want to burn your stars out. And it's not no. on the stars because we're going to go, go. We're going we're gonna to do it. We're already conditioned to. Like, I want people who are looking at me and saying, like, oh, Nate be grinding. And then whoever says, well, nah, I'm not like that or he ain't on like that. Okay, come with me for two days. When you're ready to take a nap, let me know. I, I just, I'm I just saying. I was tapping just, out. A, <laughs> just come on me two days. And I think it's But no could shame. you imagine rolling with Tiana on this schedule? No. I And there's no shame in it. I think we should. I'm going to do the little kid thing. Uh, normalize saying no. I think that should be a thing where it's okay for your health. But I, I'm not in the industry i'm sure saying no probably sets people back and saying no does set people make back you seem because like your competition is saying yes yeah you you miss a step and you can look up and maybe in the grand scheme of things in the macro of it all you're like did i miss a step or what's for me is for me and it was an unnecessary concern but i've had opportunities that i either had to pass up on or just could not do and then i saw the benefits that the people who were able to do it what they got and saw. And I was like, dang, I would have liked that for myself. That's tough. But not in a bitter way. I'm just saying. So, yeah, it's tough. And then, uh, you know, you don't want to end not to meet. And then you're going, man, I could have done more. You question whether or not you would have burnt out. Right. You know what I mean? You're you could be sitting to... still for only 10 minutes. And nine of those 10 minutes, you're thinking, I should I should have done that show in, in Nigeria. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So, it's just a thing. So, yeah, I get it. That's our show for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I had a good time. Please follow me on social media. It's at Mr. Nate Jackson. And you can follow Brittany at? Brittany Free. Is there any underscores or anything like that? No, all one. Uh, B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. Yeah, you better spell F-R-E-E. that funny spelling first name. Mm. B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. Bars. Sounds like a little rap song. Well, y'all be blessed. Toodles.